You have a person in your life where you keep on giving them chances and after a while you start wondering, how many more chances do I give this person? Hmm. I think we all have yeah. people like that in our lives. And Moses is dealing with that currently as we've been reading in Exodus with Pharaoh. He keeps on making a deal and then breaking the deal. Yeah, I've been, I actually had people say, why, you know, <laughs> how many chances are you going to give this person? Yeah, yep. And we're going to see some more chances we, We're today. thinking of that actually as we're reading this. Yep. All right, Exodus chapter 9 is where we're at. You're listening to Between the Lines. I'm Junior. And I'm Scott. And I'll get started in verse 1. I'm just looking to see how many. We got uh, 35 verses. So beginning in verse 1, go back to Pharaoh, the Lord commanded Moses. Tell him, this is what the Lord, the God of the Hebrews says. Let my people go so they can worship me. If you continue to hold to them and refuse to let them go, the hand of the Lord will strike all your livestock, your horses, donkeys, camels, cattle, sheep, and goats with a deadly plague. But the Lord, again, will make a distinction between the livestock of the Israelites and that of the Egyptians. Not a single one of Israel's animals will die. The Lord has already set the time for the plague to begin. He has declared that he will strike the land tomorrow. And the Lord did just as he had said. The next morning, all the livestock of the Egyptians died, but the Israelites didn't lose a single animal. Pharaoh sent his officials to investigate, and they discovered that the Israelites had not lost a single animal. But even so, Pharaoh's heart remained stubborn, and he still refused to let the people go. It's just like Pharaoh's getting worse at this time. Yeah. And you know what often does that? It's just our own pride. Mm -hmm. Like, I can't lose this now. Yeah, and I think that's where he's in that mode right now where I got to win. Yeah. Then the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, take handfuls of soot from a brick kiln and have Moses toss it into the air while Pharaoh watches. The ashes will spread like fine dust over the whole land of Egypt, causing festering boils to break out on people and animals throughout the land. This is horrible. And they took soot from a brick kiln and went and stood before Pharaoh. As Pharaoh watched, Moses threw the soot into the air and boils broke out on people and animals alike. Even the magicians were unable to stand before Moses because the boils had spoke had broken out on them and all the Egyptians. But the Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart. And just as the Lord had predicted to Moses, Pharaoh refused to listen. Then the Lord said to Moses, Get up early in the morning and stand before Pharaoh. Tell him, This is what the Lord, the God of the Hebrews, says. Let my people go so they can worship me. And this is rapid fire now where he's, he's on this mission to break Pharaoh. If you don't, I will send more plagues on you and your officials and your people. Then you will know that there is no one like me in all the earth. And this is gracious, Dad. I just want to point that out for God to do this because all God needs to do at this point is just kill Pharaoh's family, yeah. kill Pharaoh. You know, there, there's a way to end this very quickly. But I, I do think that all of this is just God's grace. Yeah, I, I think so too. He had opportunity. He's trying to break Pharaoh. And for many people, even Christians, there are people that God is trying to break today. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's through hardship. Sometimes it's through people in their lives who are, are you know, pointing out issues that they're dealing with. But um, it should make us wonder as we read through this, is, is a part of me at all in my life, am I acting like Pharaoh where I'm hardening my heart and God is trying to break me, but I keep on becoming more stubborn and more stubborn. Verse 15, but now I could have lifted my hand and struck you and your people with a plague to wipe you off the face of the earth. In other words, I could have killed you all, but I've spared you for a purpose to show you my power and to spread my fame throughout the earth. But you still lord over my people and refuse to let them go. Why don't you pick it up from there, Junior? 
So tomorrow at this time, I will send a hailstorm more devastating than any in all of the history of Egypt. Quick, order your livestock and servants to come in from the fields to find shelter. Any person or animal left outside will die as the hail falls. Some of the Pharaoh's officials were afraid because of what the Lord had said. They quickly brought their servants and livestock in from the fields. But those who paid no attention to the word of the Lord left theirs out in the open, which is like, by now you think I would just wow. do whatever this guy's yeah. saying. <laughs> then the Lord said you to know, Moses. It's, it's almost like, <laughs> I don't know if you watch, like I I, I like to watch uh, Psyche. The, oh yeah, I was the, watching it last night. And it, it's like, even after like seven seasons, don't these cops get it? I mean, he's always right. Yeah, Why right. do they keep making fun of him? He's always right. <laughs> right, yeah. Then the Lord said to Moses, lift your hand toward the sky so hail may fall on the people, the livestock, and all the plants throughout the land of Egypt. And so Moses lifted his staff toward the sky and the Lord sent thunder and hail and lightning flashed toward the earth. The Lord sent a tremendous hailstorm against all the land of Egypt. Never in all the history of Egypt had there been a storm like that mm. with such devastating hail and continuous Think of lightning. the fear. Hmm. Maybe that's what happened to the Sphinx nose. The hail took it off. <laughs> I was just watching a documentary on all of that. And it kind of makes me wonder about the Sphinx and the nose and all that. Um, could be. It left all of Egypt in ruins. The hail struck down everything in the open field, people, animals, and plants alike. Even the trees were destroyed. The only place without hail was the region of Goshen, where the people of Israel had lived. Now, we had in Genesis, when we were at Genesis a while back, yeah. we noticed, we, we know that from Genesis that... Um, the uh, Joseph had settled in Goshen mm -hmm. and asked for Goshen. And that's where the people were settled. Yep. Right. And Goshen is Northern Egypt. It's near the Delta. Yeah. Then Pharaoh quickly summoned Moses and Aaron. This time I have sinned. He confessed the Lord is the righteous one and my people and I are wrong. Wow. Please beg the Lord to end this terrifying thunder and hail. We've had enough. I will let you go. You don't need to stay any longer. So this would be, you know, the third time he has said this. Mm-hmm. All right, Moses replied, as soon as I leave the city, I will lift my hands and pray to the Lord. Then the thunder and hail will stop and you will know that the earth belongs to the Lord. I do like that Moses does this because what he says here is, yeah, I'm not going to stop it now. I will stop it as I'm leaving, mm -hmm. as I leave the area. Yeah. And so you do see, and I think this is okay. Like, yes, we are to give people chances, but it is still wise. You see this with Moses to be like, I'm going to give chances, but I'm also going to protect myself with this chance that I'm giving you on this. Yeah, there was uh, famous words by Ronald Reagan back in the 80s when there was a uh, dearmament between uh, the United States and Russia, or the Soviet Union. And and he insisted, okay, we're going to trust you, but but verify. And so the famous words were trust, but verify. That's what yeah. we find here. Yeah. So he says, you know, I'll... I'll I'll do this as we're leaving, but I know that you and your officials still do not fear the Lord God. So he's like, I yeah. don't believe you. <laughs> yep, you've proven yourself. Verse 31, all the flax and barley were ruined by the hail because the barley had formed heads and the flax was budding, but the wheat and the emmer wheat were spared because they had not yet sprouted from the ground. And so Moses left Pharaoh's court and went out of the city. When he lifted his hands to the Lord, the thunder and hail stopped and the downpour ceased. But when Pharaoh saw that the rain, hail, and thunder had stopped, he and his officials sinned again, and Pharaoh again became stubborn. Because his heart was hard, Pharaoh refused to let the people leave, just as the Lord had predicted through mm. Moses. You'd think that would have been enough, but there's going to be more tomorrow when we get into that. That's right. In the meantime, let's get over to Proverbs, and we're in Proverbs 18. Today's the 18th, and, so, yep. and if you haven't noticed, we coincide these Proverbs with the day of the month. And a reminder, again, I mean, the reason we do this, and you may feel like it's repetition, but you're never going to get to the place. I, I've been doing this 
my whole life, I, well, my whole Christian life, I've been reading Proverbs almost every day, and I still don't have the whole thing memorized, and I'm learning all kinds of cool things that that God emphasizes to me. There's so much wisdom here. There's so much value in reading Proverbs every day. It'll help you in your daily life. The verse that I want to focus on is verse 4 of Proverbs 18. A person's words can be life-giving water. Words of true wisdom are as refreshing as a bubbling brook. Hmm. Maybe you've never been in a situation where you were just so desperately thirsty, you thought you were going to die. I remember wrestling. <laughs> and uh, in, in wrestling, uh, I wrestled in high school. And you, we, you know, we couldn't get, we couldn't drink water during practice because of what it would do in your stomach. And I, I just remember being so dead tired and so thirsty that when I went to the water fountain and I just, I could not get enough. I just drank and drank and drank and drank and drank and could not get enough. The refreshment of that water, just even the cold water in your mouth. And he is saying here, that these are this is what our positive words, our encouragement to other people can yeah. be. Yeah, that sorry to stop you, but it just made me think. I went on a, a four and a half hour bike ride um, uh, when it was hot out wow. in the summer. Yeah, and I ran out of water about two hours in. Huh. So I had about four hours. I still had a half hour to go, and I was out in the middle of nowhere, no water. I was dying. I saw some like you know the old school well pumps you had to pump. Yeah you know, water. I was trying those oh and my. there was nothing coming out. So I rode to another park, no water fountain, tried to pump, but that pump didn't work. And I just, that's all I could think about is I just need water, refreshment. water, water. And so I do like that this proverb is saying is like the healing words yeah. are like, are, are like water. I wonder how many people are in your office or how many people that you will rub shoulders with today that are like me out on the bike trail or like you at the, you know, wrestling where it's just, just I, desperate just for some thirsting, looking for anything. Mm. And yet we are the ones who can provide that. And the greatest life-giving words that we can give to another person, of course, encouragement and affirmation is is a good thing. And hopefully you've been doing that regularly anyway, but the greatest life-giving words that we can give to a person are going to be spiritual. They're going to be words that will point towards Jesus, that will help them to understand that he is the hope that we have within us. He is the reason why our lives are different. Life-giving words ultimately is the gospel that Jesus has done everything for us and your life can have meaning because of him. Yeah. All right. So do that today. Well, it's October 18th. It's national no beard day. I don't like that. That's dumb. No beard day. No beard day. I guess maybe it's in preparation for no shave November. Maybe coming oh, up. I thought you said no but beer. No day. beard. Beard. Like on your face. Well, hey, I'm, I'm in good I'm in a good situation here because I do not have a beard today, but I'm about to start growing it. So. Yeah, no, I think you, today's I, the last day. For- I think guys should have beards. <laughs> That's what I think. So I'm not celebrating this day. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, make it a good day. We'll see you tomorrow. God bless. Bye.